Yeah. Ooh. There we go. Okay. Welcome to the Inner Chamber Pod. Streets, Dr. Tar. This is Professor Feather. This is the Midnight Guy Fly. Dr. Head. Wait, I can't believe nobody decided to do a really bad impression. This is the blue fez creeping in the alleys. I have no bong to give, but I bring you, we bring you, not just me, it's everyone. Yes, better, better, more. <laughs> yes. Who knew that Blue Fez could do such a good Vincent Price impression? I know. <laughs> it's so good. People confuse me for him all the time. Okay, now Sydney Green Street. <laughs> so what? What movie oh, yeah. are we discussing? <laughs> Tonight's episode. <laughs> Is uh, I, I I suggested we do thirty um, butterflies up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at them go. They're so pretty. Fritz Lang's M, nineteen thirty one. Was the studio the famous German studio? Anyway, it's a German film at the time, just before the Nazis took over. The sequel to L. But, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> in an ongoing sequence of movies. Uh, there's no vowels. <laughs> yes, Nero filming. Anyway, classic movie. I suggested it. Several of us hadn't seen it before. Which surprised uh, the hell out of me. Yeah, surprised yeah, me us. Too. Yeah, me too. But... <laughs> yep, I should have seen so, it. So, I'm just going to... Ch- turn it over to everyone and just let's talk about it this movie was made in 1931 directed by fritz lang um fritz lang of metropolis fame this film uh yeah it's Set all about it's it, it's it's all about a, a a child killer child murderer a child molester actually they even make reference to it in one statement in the whole thing that uh in in the whole movie but that's and and two actually because in the one oh one yeah this this movie has so fucking much <laughs> anyway it's about it's it's about this ch- a child killer in I, I a german city we'll say berlin i don't know i, I don't know if it takes I think place. it is berlin. 
Berlin. Yeah. Um, it is Berlin. Berlin. It is in Berlin. Okay. And uh, um, they're trying to catch this guy, and they can't. He's he's just just too too good uh but he's he's he is crazy and, and you find that out in a lot of ways um this movie doesn't present a lot of actual violence but it's implied violence that is uh as fritz lang himself said is way more creepier than than the visuals and i have to tend to agree to that to some degree you know i've seen some visuals that were pretty disturbing but uh it's stars peter laurie his first big role um and he's absolutely wonderful and you don't even see his face what is a half hour oh, halfway five through minutes, yeah, yeah. Halfway at least through. yeah and, um you hear him whistling and which that is becomes, amazing well, in itself that whole that that becomes yeah. part of 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 his his psychological makeup and 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 it's a it's an auditory cue this movie is uh, Fritz Lang reveled in having the ability to use sound in in ways that make you think, and also in many scenes to have no sound at all. Yes, these yeah. are all deliberately uh, created by Fritz Lang. He was, yeah, and he had like total control over this. This was not like a Hollywood movie by any means. Right. This, he had absolutely total control over everything. Well, he had yeah. earned it by this time yeah, yeah. you know yes uh, yeah. oh and another thing too uh this was written by thea harbo who also wrote uh metropolis his wife she wrote a few other you know yeah so you know she she pretty much scripted it um it's a brilliant script too it so is. you know it's, that's the thing it's it's a it it's is just a really a story model. and yeah. and fritz lang does some things there's a what about a two two and a half minute shot where he goes through that window and in through the hole that's that's what that's a single shot <laughs> oh my gosh you know how many times that's, you'll see you see hitchcock imitating that like in Rogue. everybody and, and every, yeah. yeah yeah well, well yeah, and then exactly. the other thing the other thing is the uh, underground decides to get in because they're getting harassed by the cops so there becomes within the city there becomes two organizations the underground uh which are which are beggars and the thieves thieves and thugs and yeah. yeah 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 and then the the other one which is the the administrators and the police the the the, Division, yeah, the fascist yeah. branch <laughs> and they put the pressure Public on the government. criminals to yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, and so the criminals yeah. decide they're going to put, you know, put the pressure out there, which is is very interesting in how that all works. Uh, yes, Martin Scorsese, this that cut between the two scenes was done by Fritz Lang way before, and he admits it. Everybody does, you know. Mm-hmm. That's that that cut between those two. He does that one where the guy starts the sentence, and next guy finishes it. Jesus Christ, you know, that's <laughs> just brilliant. And for nobody's been doing this, but Fritz Lang just. He, you know, he just embraced the this, whole new yeah. technology of sound, right. sound film, you know. Um, but the whole structure of this it movie. As a tool. Use it as a tool and, and another way to story tell. It wasn't is, just, it wasn't just people talking. It was, right. it was every bit as important as light and shadow. It was part of everything else. It wasn't just, movement. oh, the novelty of sound. Yeah. It was yeah. everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When, yeah. when to use it and when not to use it. Yeah. Right. 
exactly because you know we we all take it for granted but this sound was still a new thing for these films yeah. And, oh yeah and even though i know there, you know in reading a little bit of the backstory about the film that there were some budgetary um concerns about mm -hmm. having this having the whole thing completely sound because that was an expensive process at the time lang uses it yes carefully and 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 pointedly precisely. in this film yeah. To precisely yes, to 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 enhance a scene and maybe pull it back a little bit, which is well, just brilliant. I mean, it's I mean, that's what right. I said, and and that well, that that all goes into what I was saying with him utilizing actually absolutely silent pieces yeah. of of footage. Right. You know, that's just brilliant because when you watch when I first watched it years ago, you know, I'm going that's some somebody's fucked this up then i saw another version somebody has added you could, there are versions out there where they've added all that stuff mm -hmm. you know because they think thought the same thing until you know they everybody find you know you find out that no you know he he meant to do that and it was that two-pronged reason which you know necessity is the mother of invention you know that and that's a that proves it right right there. You know, he just we had to spend a lot of money utilize what was what was not a <laughs> you know well, it was not available as opposed to you know to, to just everything that was available yeah, brilliant but if brilliant. you think about it, the story is really great you know that's the whole theater. standard for serial killer movies out yeah seriously yeah. it is yeah. the first modern serial killer movie mm -hmm. out there modern you know with the forensics yeah. the forensics the mm -hmm. you know talking about the forensics even the psychology as a the killer yeah you know, exposing that, point, that that last big scene where he's talking about that yeah I thought, and you Man, actually kind of feel sorry for him you know right just, and that, that makes then you feel uncomfortable so because yeah. then you're like well fuck i shouldn't be feeling that uncomfortable so for this guy this guy's a child just, murderer and molester yeah you know um but yeah yeah you they, feel kind of eh, yeah, yeah but they but they really do try to take take put the human back in the monster and and yeah. try to give some kind of psychological reason for it whether you buy it or not is one thing but but they make it compelling enough um but yeah. you know uh in that regard yeah and I, I you know i take those moments where it's silent now that i've seen it a bunch of times and love the movie it, i almost it almost feels like that's where the breath is out of the film like you can't take a breath you're not supposed to take a breath in this time like it is a vacuum and that's yeah. i think it adds to that tension building throughout the movie yes yeah i think that's like a visualization of an of a of an inner image you know that each of those shots is, is something that would just be in your head you know that scene is in your head you're not see, hearing it but it's that scene is in your head uh, just absolutely brilliant mm -hmm. his uh yeah the we talked about the music the 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 whistling um and uh, fritz lang did the whistling himself because peter laurie couldn't whistle i guess and <laughs> and yeah which the the whistling is pretty psychotic in itself at times you know and very you know uh, very informative um and they and he uses you know a lot of the standard uh um well, well, they were probably kind of standard at the time, like like the ball uh, when he because you know he really only I don't think does, it was, but it he was only really does good. the first that first murder. That's the only one you really see throughout, and all the other ones are in you know implied and inferred. Truly, they're implied, there yeah. that you know. Um, but the ball, you know, that's another iconic thing, and the balloon. Mm -hmm. you know, uh, very very yeah. <laughs> just very visual you know i wonder if like balloon salesman on the street after that movie like oh fuck man do i keep on selling balloons what the fuck man <laughs> yeah he does because he's blind 
He didn't know what's going on, other than he re- he's the one who recognizes the whistle. He recognizes mm-hmm. the whistle, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah, there's some great acting in it. I mean, yeah, just absolutely. everybody, I think. Uh, the guy that plays the inspector, uh, yeah. he's um, really good. Uh, I, I like yeah. him a lot. Um, it, but everybody, the, the head of the, the crime organization, that guy's pretty good, too, that actor. Uh, yeah. He had charisma, Rocker. I thought. You know? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, he was great. He was great. But, and uh, Lori, I mean. Oh, well, and Lori. When oh Lori God, finally, Lori, just, he, you know, you, you get see halfway him, yeah. through the film and you're feeling gypped until you actually get to get him you know and then you go holy shit you know this he is- makes yeah he makes up for it after yeah. oh my god yeah so so much i mean so much his speeches and everything the fights with him wrestling with the people going down the stairs when they when the when the criminals have finally caught him they caught him and that's a whole brilliant thing too uh with the beggars uh the, the the organizational aspects of this movie are pretty amazing at the the parallels between the official and unofficial it, it, it does kind of tie with mambuzi you know just yeah the dark you know his they, yeah organization and all that she stuff just so tight yeah yeah but yeah but when peter laurie starts it's just it's just amazing um, and even when he's in, when he's being chased, you know, just the looks on his face. <laughs> the paranoia. Just, yeah. Oh, yeah. He just and, conveys, fear, yeah. yeah. And the fear of being caught. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think one of the things I love about this movie is Lang doesn't he there. There's no judgment from him. There's there's no like the, the police are shown in this like super heroic we're here to save the day and preserve the peace light the criminal element isn't shown as this dark seedy uh, <laughs> you're twirling their mustache everything is just presented as light it's just there it's put out in front of you and it just the narrative just sort of unfolds itself i mean we, yeah. we get we get he that shoves it back at the viewer you know how are right. you going to feel about this exactly i mean it's, i mean and in fact if anything there's all if there's a sort of judgment in this film it, it almost feels like a warning from lang to say you know we have to be careful in cases like this because he many times he throws out scenes where the populace are turning on each other you know like like animals yeah. they're you know they're they're like savaging each other and they're completely innocuous like the little the little old guy the girl asks him what time it is and he's like oh yeah you know it's half past whatever and you get the big guy go like hey what the hell are you doing and then they're like ready to like lynch this guy right and so that was just really interesting the fact that there was there you know it's nothing was really sensationalized like you know if you were to take this movie and make it today you know the police would be like oh you know while uh, driving up in the you know, the cool GM, black GMCs, and they would be like ultra heroic. And all of this is like, no, this was just, it felt, it felt very real. I mean, the cops obviously weren't. Yeah, you've just to- described 900 movies already made that were imitations of this. <laughs> right. Know, throughout, you know, throughout the time since. The Silence of the M's. Yeah. Silence <laughs> of the M's. I mean, <laughs> everything here felt felt very real like you kind of almost it it just it didn't nothing felt sensationalized it felt almost very real 
um, oh, in a, this. I think so. And too, as the yeah. tension ratchets up, that's when those yeah. scenes where they, where they, where the the innocent guys helping this girl, like, but the mob mentality is there. Like they, they are all roused up and hyper acute to any kind of activity that might seem untoward. You know, seem uh, uh, you know like wrong, and uh, right that that paranoia. You see that, and that 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 is a, a story that's used in a lot of other movies too. Uh, there's one with uh, fuck, what is it? Uh, Catherine Hepburn, um, the the actor who used to be with her all the time, you uh, know. Spencer Tracy. Tracy. Yeah, Spencer Tracy, where yeah. where there's the mob. He's, the, he's the yeah yeah yeah. What's and, the name and, of that? All. Yeah, that's a good movie. Great. What's the name yeah, really good. Yeah, I, yeah, I can't yeah, remember. Yeah. But anyway, but that 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 kind of mob mentality we yes. we see so evident here and so quick to respond. Um, you know that it's really powerful in, well, in this movie. Yeah, and he also juxtaposes that though with that table of the quote businessmen yes <laughs> and the one accuses the other one you know and the almost the one tries to attack the other one which i thought would have been fun because that, the one trying to attack was kind of small <laughs> i thought that would have been a good fight but um you know that so it that's the brilliance of lang he looks at this from two separate visions you know that the the true legitimate quote vision and then the one that's the street level it's really street level you know and it, well and even sub street but uh yeah just but and there again i want to credit that to not only to to lang but lang's interpretation of thea barlow's Barrow, barrow's uh script you know she, she's a brilliant writer and i and i think you know very and we know the influence between the two of them so yeah yeah the, the movie is is taught Oh and yes, it, it, it's it takes its time. I mean, there's a purposeful movement. You know, there is a purposeful. Uh, every shot has meaning and purpose, and building tension or exploring. So it is masterfully crafted. But look at uh, you know Lang's other his his movies. Uh, you know, Metropolis and the other ones like that's also a master work of science fiction of of social commentary. Well, know? that's the thing with this. You're talking about the you know. Um, at the time, the death penalty was a, a big issue. So this is a social commentary. Uh, and this was a movie. This movie wasn't taken very well by the Nazis. <laughs> they oh no, it got banned. They, they, well, they did not, they did not like this. Just for the finish of this movie. Want to see my surprise <laughs> face? Yeah. yeah. In fact, what wasn't it until like 1966 that it, that it was you couldn't see this like anywhere like in germany until that and then the versions that sort of came out you know feather you were talking about how other versions they they edited sound and stuff back in yeah and so you get this sort of diluted version and it wasn't until i think in uh the 2000s before a a print a good print was found that was the original print that had the proper sound ratio um, right. into what lang wanted until we get to see the the true version uh, yeah 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 which is which is funny because watching this you know i was very mindful of the sound and, and and lack of sound and the fact that they're using that music cue as a in the hall of the mountain king you yes. know yeah. as our as our musical cue that you know here, here's right. the killer that things are gonna unwrap the first thing i thought of was charlie chaplin's city lights when he was trying to figure out how the blind girl would recognize or mistake the tramp for being a rich guy and it's the car door 
on a limousine slamming is the yeah. is the audio cue that to get the audience in on the quote unquote gag. And I it, it's it's again one of the things that I love about watching movies from the silent era crossing over into the sound era and that watching how these artists and technicians were still playing with this new technology and trying to kind of figure out its place in the scheme of things. And this is one of those just excellent examples where we're, we're seeing it. It's it's still kind of this, it's almost like this new paint that they have that they can start using and they're doing it in different ways. Um, and also fun that this is one of the one of the ancestors for the film noir movement that we would see in Hollywood. Um, oh, hell I know, yeah. I know that Hollywood wasn't real crazy about this film. It didn't panel well over here, but I do know that studio execs grabbed this movie, showed it, and they're like, okay, we need to be making movies like this because of the texture. Well, it didn't, it didn't yeah. hurt that Fritz Lang came to the United States to Absolutely. escape the Nazis. And, and you know, let me show you how it's done. There you go. You're, yeah. There you go. Well, we all, I think we see a lot of Lang's influence on Jacques Tourneur. Yeah, well. I think I, so. I think you know, so. with the, the well, play of you, light. And they're both, both have that. Well, the, all, all of the, all of the new wave. Um, yeah. The French, yeah. You know, the, uh, you know, you know Code and all those guys. Um, you know, it's, yeah, the, his influence is, is you know, far reaching. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, M is just, just a, it's, it's a truly creepy movie, you know? Um, it's worth Go a watch if, you, you know, if you've Definitely never seen really, yeah it's worth yes. a watch or worth the, the fifth watch you know it is a movie and watch that, it with, with you know if you're american and you speak english watch it with subtitles yeah. um so you know you you do yeah. the professor feather method you watch it once you read all the subtitles you watch it the second time sometimes you read the subtitles the third time you can watch it you don't have to read any of the subtitles you can watch everything you still know what's going on what they're talking about you you ha- you understand everything that if you do that a movie that's in you know a foreign language once you've got that first translation down this it works out you sell those instructions in the back of a comic book right on the back i got them from the back of a comic book yeah I think yes spider-man comic no no i think it was dr strange 25 cents and two stamps <laughs> My live. yeah live rhesus monkeys <laughs> so there's a couple of things about. But this, it's dead. <laughs> there's a couple of there's a couple of things about this movie that I think uh, really make it stand out, and that is that there's no real protagonist or antagonist. Um, the antagonist, you know, might be Peter Lorre, but he's not really. It's the, it's more about the events and the people that that are reacting to that. And then we don't ever follow any one character. We don't really get to know about any one character. Uh, there's no backstories. There's none of that kind of stuff. Um, no, it all comes from connections well, with each well, other. And yeah. I think the only way really that works in. is what you guys are talking about, which is the connection between story and filmmaking. I mean, those two things are they're, they're masterclass. It's uh, I would say this is a, a more important film than Citizen Kane. Who's eating t- potato chips? Oh, oh really? Jerry, quit it! <laughs> But anyway, Couldn't hear I, anything I, you said, that fucking bag rattling. I know. Well, every, Get a bowl, Tar. Really? God damn it, Jerry. Or eat before bring the fucking podcast. Jerry, bring me a bowl. <laughs> Put it on mute. This is why I prefer the cat. I always <laughs> eat from the cat. I don't have to worry about sprinkling. Uh, That's just a purring pussy, yes. <laughs> well, that you know that, that that comes back to the another pretty much. It's not necessarily an innovation, but it's an exploration, as Doctor Head said, of uh, the editing in this film. Uh, the editing is brilliant. Uh, that, and there again, 
that's all all part and parcel to what makes a movie and what makes a movie really good as opposed to just good or you know okay is is all of these uh different factors coming together and in this movie i think they uh, they all come together and there again because fritz lang was an experimenter and he loved to work with this stuff you know and I, we and we didn't get to you know experience it, what you know he's his his vision and you know the vision of the writers but the point i was trying to get to with this being so good uh, technically and story-wise is that it is it absolutely has to be that way to keep us in the voyeur position that we need to be in to 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 be at a certain distance to watch everything that goes mm-hmm. on in this movie. You can't have a movie that doesn't have a character you follow or that you don't get to relate to or any of that. I don't relate to anybody here other than the the idea of survival in your own kind of environment. Um, yes, I, I think you know this is like a uh, this is Nikola Tesla to. Citizen Kane's uh, Edison, or whatever you know, or P.T. Barnum, maybe even would be better because there's a, a certain degree of showmanship that is to the technology or the technical storytelling of uh, uh, of Orson Welles, right? There's a certain a bit of theater and stuff that surrounds that. This. This is like fucking science. I mean, it, it like everything about this, and I watched this like three times because I'd never seen it before. I was one of the people that had never seen it before, um, and I was just blown away by what you guys, you know, the cross cutting, uh, the yes. parallel storytelling, <laughs> uh, the idea that we have this kind of haunting little story at the beginning. Then we have, you know, the way that he he structures acts, you know, in, in terms of it's not three, it's like five. There's like five yes. pieces that stack together, um, and, and, and alternating and all. Alternating, and then we get that final scene, which is the—it is the culmination of the whole mob mob mentality that they're talking about. Um, and they do what's like the wire, you know. They're top to bottom, you know. It's it's the the you know the mayor, the whatever whatever those people are that, that are running the place to the police right. to the to the the criminals and stuff like that. And they do a really good job of making these small characters without giving them any kind of backstory really interesting you know they're like these kind of prototypes um but they that's what yeah their prototypes is a yeah. good word yeah. because that's what i think they end up being yeah and masterfully and that, and that comes from the writing. Yeah. Yeah. that's right comes there. from the writing i think right. yeah. you're right yeah someone who can convey a lot of uh, uh, interesting characters oh. and, and the time that they give without knowing them that, that's right. Let, yeah. speaking with, let me bring up let me bring up something I thought was uh, a couple of you people on the panel here would will really appreciate this do you remember the shot of the inspector and it the shot is from under his desk oh yeah <laughs> and showing his junk uh-huh. like prominently yeah. <laughs> I, that scene I, I'm I have no, you know, when I, if I could have a fantasy and ask Fritz Lang, why the fuck did you shoot that that exactly. shot? Teabag in the camera, that's a, that's a mug. That's, you make that a mug for Unsane Radio. Here you go. Here's yeah. what I would say. Put your junk in here. I think I think he does that a couple in a couple of different scenes, and that is to decompress the almost scientific way that this whole thing yes. is made. Yes, yeah. it is yeah. the playful artness of this, and yes. I I think. Um, the one performance that got what it's deserved was Peter Lorre. His, just the looks oh, on yeah. his face, everything, and he is the standout character. But I still don't think he's the antagonist. I think the antagonist is the No, he just kind of 
He's, I mean, he's a bad guy. He's the catalyst for the for the for the character. Yeah, he's the catalyst for the tension. He's, yeah, the story focuses around him. Everything is predicated on that ending. Speech, speeches by him and by his lawyer. Well, let's talk about that. The the very ending. We don't know. We don't know. Don't know what. We the very ending of the movie. We don't know. Oh no, no. Yeah, we haven't got to the end. <laughs> yeah, I, so I yeah, said, yeah. You, you know, you get that. What happens at the end? He gets a hand on his on his shoulder, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that the cop? It no, is. it was one of the bankers. The bankers recognizes him and writes M in chalk. No, 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 no. I, yeah, no, no. I'm talking about at the very end. Where he's yeah. down. He's down like in the. He, in the, the underground, pit. The, pit. the yeah. underground place. Yeah. So you're talking about in the criminal criminal court. The criminal yeah, court. The criminal yeah, court. It's like yes, they, yes. they they yeah. they. Yeah, it's like okay now, but but who? But at our, the very end, somebody who is, is it? I thought it was the cop. I thought it was the inspector. I thought so too. I thought the cop put his hands on because they came shoulder. in and broke up the the, the yes. whole kangaroo. Yes, court. Yeah, then, just just yeah. puts his just yeah that just that hand. But, yeah, yeah. But then they cut to that empty courtroom. Yep. And you yes. don't. So you don't know what the justice no. was. You have yeah, no. You don't know. You no no. Yeah. But you also it, see that scene again. where all the criminals had their hands up, so maybe they took them all. Well, and, yeah, and there, that's the, I think that's the whole, you know, point. Uh, it's it, because this yeah, is a this is a, 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 you know, a commentary on. Uh, it, this is like a journalistic com- journalistic commentary on the death penalty, <laughs> plain and simple. You know, that's really what it all comes down to, and because they used the 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 only explanation that you can use for not having the death penalty is insanity um and which brings up an interesting point you know um, of what is insanity and that's a, that's a legal point that is so nebulous and disputed and, and look it was nebulous and disputed at the time at this time you know in 1931 you know here in here in 2023, it's yeah, still, the, still the same. Yeah. It's still the same because it's such a, a question, you know. And ha- and how do you judge? How do you understand yeah. if somebody is truly insane, and or and and then d- define insanity so that everybody agrees, and then it won't happen. Well, and even if you anyway. think the movie is slow, that part where they're they finally the street finds him and the cops find him, the cops find his yeah. apartment and are waiting for him. Um, all because yeah. of that windowsill and the the red crayon and all you know and yeah. all that stuff. Brilliant but, yep, forensics. Right. But then you have the bums. Yeah. And forensics. The, uh, yeah, yeah, and that was great too. The the, the 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 bums. They're getting the bums to work for them, right? Yeah. Um, and they get the one guy that is be, is following him and doesn't know what to do because he's going to get away and puts the chalk mark on his hand of an yeah. M. And has oh, this yeah. little ploy and hits the thing. And so you Classic. have these these two kind of things. And to me, that's that's tension. That's really good tension without it being like this fucked up editing and and all that kind of stuff. It's yeah, story, right. And it, it, it's interesting how he has the authorities and the criminals at about the exactly, same time yeah, right. discovering him, but in two different methods. And it was just and there again, that, and that's the utilization of the of, of the visualization of film. Yes, you know, yeah. putting that M on that on and then showing that and showing it every now and then. Yes. Him even trying to brush it off, yeah. but he can't. Yeah. You know, I think that just yeah. the the stalk through Berlin, you know, everybody yeah. keeping an eye on him as he goes through, well, weaves through 
And the little girl, the little girl says, "You've got a mark on your back." I think that you know, yes. you know, that's when he starts. Uh, to uh, that, yeah, it off. yeah but totally I think, freaks you know, the, get the, the finger, Lord. Yeah. Oh fuck! Yeah, and you're like, <laughs> and then no. the other irony is the little girl picking up his knife and giving it to him. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So I said, "There's." Yeah. I thought I thought that was a nice little touch. A nice little touch. This movie's full of nice little touches. It's the, seamless. The eating of sausage is a. You could almost do a whole dissertation on the eating of sausage <laughs> in this movie. Fuck that. <laughs> yep. No, I ordered patties. <laughs> <laughs> Not if you're German, you don't. Uh, no, it's no patties. No. Well, the, and then the whole scene where they're breaking into that building with the, the criminals, you know, because <laughs> he's, he's locked and in there. And it fucks the cops up. I know. Well, what the fuck are they doing here? Wait. When he finally tells them. <laughs> that that now, was, and, and that's that whole scene. Look on the cop's face. Yeah, that whole scene is its own little movie in and of itself. Yeah, you know? it yeah. is. It is. That's a twin. That's, twin, what, uh, twin. That's a Twinton Tarantino movie. Quentin Tarantino. Uh, I like Twinton better. I like Twinton better. <laughs> Twinton. Twinton Tarantino. Quarantino. 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 I like Twinton Quarantino. <laughs> Quarantino. That's good. We're gonna lock you in a room and make you watch his movies, all of them. Good to go all Quarantino. On you. Uh, this is why M is so much better than a Quentin Tarantino movie, is because he doesn't need any kind of frame of reference for time or place. This is this is not about a time. No, the, the references of itself. Yeah, the is, refer- yeah is this is this itself. is this is timeless. Yeah. It really is. and universal. Yeah. Yes, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely you're absolutely right. And you you really like uh, to me. It's a snapshot of the, the, how same we are. You know what I mean? Like, I love the fact that this is Germany and it's a, a completely different time, right before you know the Nazis and stuff. But we really feel like I understand life. You know, because the the same. You know real notes that you have to experience in life and that kind of stuff. And the idea of the, not only is there silence, there's no Foley work in here at all, right? There's no sound effects. There's nothing other than the whistling, other than the whistling. And I think a gunshot. I mean, I think that, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. but there's no street sounds. There's no people talking in the background or any of that kind of stuff. You know, the streets are oddly kind of vacant, right? In in yeah. lots of the scenes, like you know, um, I don't know if that's supposed to be a statement that people are staying indoors because they're scared of the I don't know, I don't, or I you know, it just it's a it's a stark visual, and I think uh, maybe he just he just said I'm just going to utilize that. There's that noir, <laughs> that noir uh, influence, you know, and that distance of viewer and subject i mean that that the yes the voyeuristic is he's not just saying i you need you to be a voyeur to understand this story in this way i think he's saying this is what movies are you're a fucking voyeur every time you sit in the seat and watch a movie you know? oh yes and, yes and i think that's all the, all the great so, filmmakers say that i know I, I want to get back to quentin tarantino in his defense you know um he said i you know he's made reference to this movie Multiple times in interviews, um, his acknowledgement, you know, Quentin Tarantino is will go down in history as the baby of of the film movement throughout history and the amalgamation thereof, you know, and I'm not trying to disparage. No, I knew you weren't. I knew I just wanted wanted to throw that out. there. He's made some really good movies. He has. And I I just wanted to throw that out there. I I think there are filmmakers. I'll make fun of him just as much as I make fun of anybody, but I really, I really write. We'd love to have you on the show, Quinn. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. on. We'd love it. We'd love it. We got a wide angle camera for your, your forehead. (laughs) 
out. <laughs> now see, now you're getting perfect. Can I, can I, can I put a brain sticker up there, please? He does have a big brain, though. He does have well, a big brain. Anyway, I still, I think there are filmmakers even today that are making films that are not going to be dated. You know what I mean? Like I think that you know, like things like uh, Birdman. I think that is a film that's going to hold up a hundred years from now. You know, down by law. Down by law. <laughs> I scream. You that's, scream. Think we about, all think about that scream. movie, man. That's a absolutely brilliant movie. That's timeless. It really is timeless. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. So I, so I said I was blown away by M, and I was really pissed off that I'd never seen it before. Um, and honestly, I don't even remember somebody saying you should see it and why I should see it. Uh, <sighs> Nobody uh, probably did. Feather. Really. I, I, I think I, I think it was just a, I think it was I just a supposition that several you had, times that, that but, in your whatever. in your filmic you know endeavors that you had seen it I think probably I just overlooked it no and no way dude it's in black and white here's why I didn't see it <laughs> is I don't like the subject matter child killing you know what I mean like to yeah, me no yeah to me, that's not something oh, I, I find it. entertaining yeah. but that to me that's not what the movie is about that is a right uh, exactly no. it's not. It's not. It's I mean, the premise it really, of the movie, but the focus is on other things. Yeah. yeah. I mean, gets, it already it's, sets it's up what, your expectations yeah. of what you're going to see, but right. yeah, it, that it is It sets not the, the movie in motion, but, you know. Yes. Brilliant writing. Yeah. Again. Well, and I love the fact that it, this is a time when they didn't have all the cool technical stuff, so a lot of the camera movements were a little shaky, you know? A little shaky. They were a little yeah. awkward. That whole, that whole tracking scene. But they were still. That two and a half so minute tracking scene is pretty shaky. Time. But yeah, but. Yeah. but Think about it. That's come full circle. It is. Yeah. People yeah. like to do that say shaky shit to make it look, yeah, you know, exactly, yeah. I, which I think is kind make of it look real. Yeah, which is kind of interesting. So <laughs> that I, I just kind of chuckled, you know, it, it, in my especially in my it the most recent funny. viewing of this is wrong. the best viewing I've ever had of the movie, you know, and because I've I've watched the movie probably a dozen times before. Yeah, but just because right. of what we've been doing, you know, and how we've been thinking about movies and everything. Watching it this last time was a, a, just you know, being aware, and, and of it was a thing, yeah. yeah, it was it, like, like yeah. This is time spent, well spent. This is time well spent. <laughs> That's all. I <laughs> yeah. Not like watching fingers. <laughs> hey, fuck off! Oh, come on, <laughs> fingers or shakes Wait again. <laughs> fingers. <laughs> Wait a minute. I was on your side for a minute there. Man. <laughs> it took five seconds. Uh, Kiss meets the phantom. No, three seconds. The... <laughs> As my revenge. No, five. Head gets his revenge on the rest of Unsane Radio. I feel bad that we've mentioned any of those movies in the podcast for M. <laughs> yes, there you go. That's true. We've just desecrated this podcast. Yeah. Well, and I would I like. Just, I'm desecrated in my pants. I'm curious because this. Like after watching this, this is like in the top five master films that everybody, every filmmaker should watch. Um, yes, yes it, they do watch. It's, yes, it's, yeah, and or want to be filmmaker should watch. It, I think it should be up there. You should watch it. What it, it it's pretty. It may even be number one, just because I I don't I can't think of another film that has so much going on in it. Um, and so poignant. Well, and it, that and still just, works yeah. today. That though people have copied it, they have not necessarily done it. You know what I mean? They've not... They've had, imitated it, but not replicated yeah, it. Yeah, they, right. they've not had this tight yes. connection between story and filmmaking. Even with auteurs who are the writer and the, the filmmaker, I don't I don't think I've seen this before. And I know I've thrown Orson Welles' uh, you know, Citizen Kane in there, which I, I think is great. I mean, you know, I'm not trying to take away from that. I would say that's not even my... I don't even think that's his master film. I think Touch of Evil 
is got movie. some of the is um, master with the, storytelling. I, I think it you're is right. a good movie. Get your stinking paws off me, you damn dirty <laughs> yeah, American. That's Mexican. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny you don't look like a Mexican. Yeah, that's my problem with that movie. It's just Charles. Yep. Yeah. And that was Orson Welles' problem with that well, movie too. And so he even says the line in there. That's funny. You no, don't look like a Mexican. Yes. Thing, yeah. It's that's right. And that, but it is a it's a great movie. But that swinging camera scene in Touch of Evil when he's at the yes. lady with the candy bar and stuff, and it just yeah. It, yeah. rocks. I mean, it's like you you don't even notice it until you're like really looking at it, and you go, "Oh my god, this is what this is doing." You know. Mm. Oh, that oh, first opening, opening shot, that green shot. It's like oh, yeah. two two and a half two minutes long, <laughs> and one one single take. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and that's by, Touch of Evil, right? Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. The, yes. the very first shot. Yes, the very first scene, yes. Yeah. Orson Welles looked exceptionally creepy and sleazy. <laughs> yes. He did a great job. He's, uh, he he wasn't just a great actor. He was yeah. a great, er, great director. He was a great actor. Absolutely. He looked sweatier than the stuff. No, he, he was. was. I think he I was. I really liked him. Yeah. him. really was. <laughs> yeah. It's and a, charisma. But saying that, they, he just looked ultra creepy in that one. He was just, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, but anyway, back to I mean, that was his character. I'd like to, since we've kind of, you know, run the gamut on M pretty much, they're um, good old, good old Hollywood. They decided to make a, a remake of M. They came out with one in 1951. Has anybody seen it? Dial M for murder? Ooh, what is it? No. What's it called? Uh, it's called <laughs> M. I don't know what the fuck it's called. <laughs> what? Um, oh, I think Turner Classic played that one night, but I didn't yeah, want to watch it. It's a totally different Raymond Burr is in it. Um, David Wayne plays the bad guy. It's a pretty much a remake. Uh, they, you know, only with with a with with a heavy handed, you know, let me beat you over the head, uh, Hollywood. Is, is yeah, Raymond Burr the child know. killer? It's but horrible. He, he's it's the girl really, at the beginning. It's really bad. <laughs> oh. What'd you say? You, you've been I, canceled. He said he's the. He said he's... Raymond Burr's the girl at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Head, you've been canceled. <laughs> Kill me quick. I've got to go do Godzilla. <laughs> We've got a yeah, plane really, ticket for you really. to go hang out with Kevin Spacey. This is free Godzilla. Yeah. Yep, a couple uh, of years. But yeah, it, it's got a bunch of stars. Uh, Lou Adler's in it. Uh, but it's a pretty much a remake, but just a heavy-handed remake. It's you know they do a they do a, they do a they do a little just, that 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 audio audio cue. But he's at one time he's whistling, then he's walking down, uh, playing the flute. You see David Wayne as the the the, the killer, the molester, whatever. With it, I think five minutes. With it, it, the first five minutes of the movie, you see it him in his face. There's no no mystery. No, uh, this is Hollywood, you know. Yep. Chester um, the molester takes everything that's good about yeah. M. What makes it special? Yes, and, then and tries and just totally to denigrate. We'll, we'll yeah. improve it. We'll make it better. <laughs> yeah, it's an yeah, M yeah. with an oomph. That's the arrogance and conceit of Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. just fuck things up. So, and it was. I, I, if you've never seen it, it's worth a watch. If nothing else, you can watch it. It's probably, I think it's on YouTube. As a matter of fact, you could, you know, skim through it. You don't even have, you know, just to say, oh, okay, here's the part where they're. You go, oh well, fuck, no, I'm that's kind of like his. Uh, <laughs> what's the movie Laurie did? Uh, um, uh, Mad Love. Mad Love. But they keep, oh, yeah. they kept remaking as Hands of Orlock and yes. all that yes. stuff. You know, like, but I really has, has I everybody lo- here seen Mad Love? No. Oh, you should watch it. I don't know if you can find it, but yeah, if we could find it, that I like that one. That I like that movie. I like that movie a lot too. And again, it's just after Laurie got here, and after he just played that role, he's playing another madman 
type character, but it yeah. I don't know why I'm stereotyped. What yes. I would like what what she other movie, her cream. what other yes. movies out of what other movies out of Hollywood came out in 1931? I wonder. Hmm. Ah. Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Oh no! Yeah, Frankenstein. No. Was that 31? Or oh, was it Dracula. 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 Dracula was 31. Frankenstein's 32, right? Yeah. So yeah. yeah, but other if you think about all the other sound movies, think about Dracula. It's it's pretty flat. I mean, as sound goes, it's, it's a like it's a, a stage. It's a, it's a stage. stage play. It's a stage play. Yeah. Right. And yeah. all the other sound. It's a teleplay. Yeah. Yes. Right. And then all the other sound usually are like some kind of goofy musicals at the time, you know, just exploiting the yeah. sound thing. Yeah. And then you got Lang over here actually utilizing the art form. And it was, yeah, even before it became an art form, I mean, he's already like setting the the tears for Stand it. For yeah, it was, I never used to a, to a degree, yeah, you know, the, the universal, early universal movies, you know, are unique unto themselves too you know oh yeah because a large degree so yeah so it was just a different that's a whole it was a whole different outlook i mean uh, what else came out in 19 god in 1931 i'd have to i'd actually have to look that up america probably had we probably had a few social commentary movies out at that time too you know because we weren't you know oh yeah we pushed movies like that out what's a was there i don't think there was uh, quite as artistic yeah, uh, Public en- Enemy. Uh, is that 31? Yeah, I think May that Clark. was 31. Some, I bet it some, was. Yeah, yeah, I think that was like 31. Yeah, Public like. Enemy, Night yeah. Nurse, City Lights, Jekyll and Hyde. Oh, City Lights. Jekyll and Hyde with... Uh, Jekyll and Hyde. With, which um, Jekyll and Hyde? That's with... Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought that was that's 32. With her, um, I thought that was... Frederick March. Frederick March. And I love that version, by the way. That's I the one where the, it's the lighting on that yes. movie that on the makes his change yeah. that's brilliant that's absolutely brilliant but anyway I love how looks Frankenstein did come out in 31 as well it did, did. Came out I first. thought it I thought it did yeah, it came it, out yeah I thought it did, oh yeah. Maltese Falcon also uh well, a version of the Maltese Falcon no, no yeah it wasn't it wasn't no, the, no. The, the good version yeah same thing okay, with other versions Lord. yeah monkey business with the with the Marx Brothers yeah <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. So you, you know, there, there again, and, and, and this Oodles movie, and, and and everything you're talking about from Hollywood, yeah, Hollywood for America, especially because America was very uh, uh, territorial in in who could see what in this country at that time. So you very seldom saw a German movie in this country. Um, you know, M wasn't played throughout the 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 universe like on, uh, like Frankenstein on a, was. on a double feature with some kind of kitty feature right is that what we're going to do <laughs> yes, bring the kitties and watch oh yeah stay, watch the cartoon stay for him and, <clears> and <throat> a mellow tune feature yes this probably won't happen to you children go go home so final yeah. thoughts on M lots of smoking lots of sausage no smoking any <laughs> sausage no the sausage lots of smoke 99 luft balloons and you have been experiencing Psycho, 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 psycho
like on Double Satan. feature M, an masturbator. Ah, <laughs> where's my sock? <laughs> Napkin, please. I'll go get them out of the dryer. <laughs> did you put in the dryer sheet so they're nice and soft so against my skin? Yes, I, I did, after I put in a giant load. All, <laughs> <laughs> all my socks have reservoir tips. It's, a, it's all static, it's so tingly. <laughs> that crack was not from my sock. <laughs> You bastards are sick. <laughs> Speed is sick. Radio at gmail.com. Send us those cards and letters, folks. <laughs> Keep them coming. Unsane Radio oh, is hold on, on Facebook. We're being... <laughs> UnsaneRadio.com. Go to Don't Unsane forget Radio. our Patreon channel. All 200, a month. 285 episodes we've got on Unsane Radio right now. It's getting close to that. Yeah, it's like um, 220, yeah. So yeah, there's crazy. quite, quite a few on there. Quite a few on there, yes. Quite a few. So go on and look at the pictures and listen to the to the, to the podcast. The band. Uh, hey, Tar. Hey, what? Tar and Feather. Oh, yeah. Where can yeah, you find are. them? <laughs> at tarandfeather.com. And Where also else? Us on the Facebook. Tar and Feather. Where Psycho else? Cinema. Yeah. Where else? Where else? Uh, oh, Vimeo right slash Tar and Oh, Feather. yeah, that's you. You can go in our actual <laughs> episodes. Yeah, and actually see us perform. Ta-da. And speaking of performing, back behind the Patreon wall, we've got heavy metal horror. <laughs> Two Never weeks, every tomorrow. every other Friday, a new episode <laughs> is being released. We've got a good one coming up. Oh, we do a live reaction to Sermon's new album of Golden Verse. Can't wait to hear the horror. <laughs> and on Wednesdays, don't forget to check out We Freaks on the Facebooks. W e f r e k c. Family friendly, family friendly, family friendly. Unlike no other things on this podcast. <laughs> yes, but no balloons. But no, no balloons. That's, that's kind of curious that you said that. <laughs> we won't go there. <laughs> power lines. That was the other image. Power lines. Power lines and power lines. Kites! <laughs> hey, you can't say that. The Germans don't like that. No, no, he said kites. Oh, okay. Kites. Oh. Jesus. Oh, I got worried. I'm like, we're going to oh, be fucking I canceled. Multiple platforms there. That was just. Episode up there. I've too. got premature <laughs> background items. <laughs> it's the king of cartoons. <laughs> premature king of bloody cartoons. Background <laughs> in my sock.